Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. you got a question for Phil about travelling somewhere or another. Jeep, now's the opportunity. He's in the studio with us, uh, Phil Hoffman. Hello, Phil. Nice Tony, to see you again. Tony, great to be here. No, great to be here. We haven't done the show together this year yet, so first one. Yeah, They've allowed me in there. And aren't you? you lucky, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> You've sent the other people in. Now, Phil, introduce us to the young lady who's joined us in the studio. Well, we've got Lisa Pagotto, uh, who runs and owns uh, Crooked Compass, and it's a really very interesting wholesale company with some tours, destinations. What a, that, that, what, you, what a name. Crooked, I know. Well, Crooked Crooked that, that's, that was going to be my first question. Lisa, welcome Thanks, to Radio Phil. Today. But I, the thing I wrote when I saw the notes, I said, Crooked. where did the name come from, the Crooked Compass? Well, the, the name came from looking to, to try and come up with something that didn't say off the beaten track or, you know, the, the typical cliche yep, words. Yep, yep. So, I mean, everything that we do is about taking people away from the stock standard tourist experiences and really getting people to venture a little further. So, hence the name. So, tell us about you know, the style of touring that it is, because I, I must admit, when I when they first said, you know, we were, yeah. we've been working for now for some time together, I said, Crooked Compass, who are they? Can, Can you I? imagine saying to somebody, to your grandmother, oh, look, we've booked a tour for you, love, with Crooked Compass. And she said, I know I'm rich and you're trying to get rid of me. What the hell? Crooked Compass. Uh, at least it's a, it's, an, it's a good name. It's an attention getter, for a starter. Yes, yes. So that, that's all, you know, part of the, the strategy and the tactics behind it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Phil, we, we do small group tours. We are a maximum of 12 people. So to, where, to where do you go to? We really focus more on your emerging destinations So and also places that have a little bit of a stigma attached to them. We like yeah. to... Yeah, places like New Guinea, mm. uh, Saudi Arabia... We go Jeez. to Ukraine, a lot of the former Soviet countries. Uh, the stands are huge for us at the moment throughout Central Asia. Do you do, do prison tours or what? <laughs> no, no, no. You might see some of Tony's relatives there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, places like uh, the, the Ukraine, I mean, think, oh, why would you want to go there? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Really? And that, that's the whole point of Crooked Compass existing, is to really educate people through travel, to yeah. get them thinking outside the box, to get them yeah. inspired with ideas that perhaps they hadn't considered or thought of. You know, you look at some of the photos of the Carpathian Mountains in Ukraine, and it's just absolutely stunning. And there's still this really uh, protected, time-frozen almost culture up in those mountains that's just completely overlooked by, by Lisa, tourists. Lisa, I saw Ethiopia, yes. and my marketing manager keeps wanting to send me to Ethiopia. God, there's and a I, few people who want to send you. <laughs> yeah, and they don't want one-way ticket, you know. But, you know, Ethiopia, I mean, it doesn't appeal to no. me, but that doesn't mean it's not a great destination because it is one of the emerging destinations. And I notice you've got Ethiopia untamed, uh, the forgotten tribes of Ethiopia, you know, uh, tell us about Ethiopia. Why is it is it such a merging destination? Is it because we're just discovering it or, you know, it's now easy to get in, get out, doing some of the things you're doing? It's, it's a combination of all of those. So firstly, accessibility. There's more airlines flying in yep, there. Yep. They've also just gone e-visa and also visa on arrival as well if you don't qualify for e-visa. So it's, it's become a lot easier to get to. And looking at the Australian market, travellers... Our, our style of travellers have done that kind of Kenya, Tanzania, yep, yep. South Africa type of trip. Absolutely. They're looking for something a little bit more immersive, a little bit more challenging. Uh, and with our Ethiopia products, it really depends on what the traveller is interested in. You know, the untamed is really focused more on the natural world, the, uh, the volcanic side of Ethiopia, which pe many people are not aware of, whereas the... The tribal Ethiopia product we have focuses more on those remote tribes with the 
incredible skin scarring and lip plates and and that sort of thing down in the south and i know below below ethiopia on in your program is uh, rwanda everybody wants to go to rwanda really absolutely tell yeah. us why war rwanda Rwanda is just one of those destinations that's really starting to creep up on the radar. It has yeah. such a focus on conservation and sustainability, more so than any other country in the African continent. And again, that, that's a big driver when people are making decisions with where they're choosing to travel. Lisa, can you understand people saying, sounds exotic, but is it safe? Yes, we get that question nearly every day, sometimes <laughs> multiple times, depending yeah. on the destination. And the reality is... We're, we're governed by DFAT. Uh, smart, if Smart Traveller says it's fine to go, then it's fine to go. We've got all the insurances. Right. How close can we get to the gorillas if we come on a Rwanda? It's a remarkable Rwanda. You're, yes. talk, you're talking about animal gorillas. A now, animal, not yeah, not yeah, you yeah, and yeah, I. Right, yeah, 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 animal. <laughs> the mountain gorillas. So when we trek to the mountain gorillas, the closest you can get is seven metres. Right. Yes. Uh, it's close. No is touching. That, now, is that scary? That's close enough. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to say, you know. <laughs> With can, my can age we, and Phil's weight. Can we run away from them if we had too quickly? No sudden movement. No, no, right okay. no okay. you do have trackers with you who are yeah. armed, should anything, you know, but it's, it's a beautiful, slow-paced Yeah, everybody experience. tells me that, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience just to really be, you know, that close and staring at them, Tony, uh, because these are big boys I and wouldn't girls. stare at them, Phil. No, I, I, <laughs> you'd I look at the other way, are you? No eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done it um, uh, to the Rwanda? I have, yeah, yes, and I'm going yeah. back again in October. See? Phil and I would be a bad couple to take with us. <laughs> I'd be behind him. And <laughs> okay. So, what are the best-selling destinations in your program? Because you know, I didn't realise how many places you cover in this program with your new brochure. And I was reading it this morning, and I thought, wow. Uh, again, you know, the name grabbed me straight away. But you know, what are the best-selling uh, destinations, and what are you seeing as the real merging destinations? Because you know, you've got your sort of fingertips at the whole thing of what people are asking for, talking about. You know, we get the sort of standard stuff to a certain extent. But you know, I love hearing about this. Yes. So for us, our our, our bread and butter is Mongolia. Mongolia, Mongolia is our biggest seller and has been since yeah. the very beginning of why? Crooked Compass. Why? Why Mongolia? Mongolia is really great value for money compared yeah. to other countries. It provides that sort of nomadic, adventurous spirit, but still in a sort of safe and comfortable way. You know, we provide Land Rovers for the for the transportation, so you're yeah. in comfort while you you're quite remote. Um, it has some of the most wildest nomadic cultures in terms of you've got the Kazakh eagle hunters in the west, you've got the true nomads down in the south in the Gobi Desert, and then in the north you've got the reindeer tribes who have migrated through from Siberia. Yeah, yeah. So for, for the true intrepid traveller, Mongolia has something for everybody. So flying into Mongolia, how would we from Adelaide go to getting into Mongolia at this stage? So you would fly via Asia. Right. So meant all of the major carriers, okay. Singapore Airlines, okay. Cathay, yep. Korean, uh, fly then into Ulaanbaatar, the capital. So could we fly into Japan and across that way or mainly Singapore and, and Cathay and, and uh, say, maybe even Malaysian? Uh, Malaysian, yes, and Singapore and Cathay generally okay. are the most okay. popular. Okay, all right. The other one you've got here is in Namibia. And I can remember, no, Johnny Reid from the yeah, X-Crows uh, football manager. And you John tried does... to leave him there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we did. But, but uh, John's, a, uh, John's a great traveller for us and hosts uh, tours for us. And I said after he did the India and Nibia, sorry, Africa and Nibia, he said Nibia was one of his favourite destinations. Really? And yet, you know, again, really? when you look at some of the photographs, you think sand hills, you know, everything else. But, you know, Nibia, another one. 
It is. And Namibia has these incredible boutique lodges as well. So it, it's, it doesn't have big properties like some of the other African nations do. Everything is small, boutique, specialised. Again, very focused on conservation. The experiences that you can get in Namibia, you can't get in other African countries like uh, tracking pangolins. It's a fairly small country too, isn't it? It, it, it? Originally settled by the Dutch a million years ago. It was settled by the Dutch. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it does have quite a large land coverage. And it's got a big, 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 big um, uh, uranium mine in Namibia. Uh, Sue has uh, patiently waited on the phone for a minute or so. Phil, got a question for you from Flagstaff Hill. Hello, Sue. Hi. Hi, Phil, Sue. can you tell me your opinion of... I've, I'm booked on a cruise uh, three weeks' time to go uh, to Bali and Singapore. With the virus that's raging... Your opinion? Yeah, so at this stage, which which cruise line are you on to doing Bali and Singapore? Uh, Cunard. Cunard. Uh, no, uh, you might have some changes coming up, Sue, because oh. uh, uh, Cunard's just dropped off Singapore, QM2 uh, Queen Mary. Uh, we got notification yesterday, Sue, so I think you may get notification that you won't be going to Singapore with... Q it was, it, was it on Queen Mary 2? Uh, QE2, Q Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, yeah. I think at yeah. this stage you're going to see another changing in itinerary and you'll probably get a notification in the next couple of days because we only received that late last night that oh. uh, QM2, Queen Mary 2 is not going into Singapore and uh, we're surprised with that decision, but uh, they said they're going to bypass uh, Singapore and come straight down to Perth, Fremantle and on that way. So uh, at this stage, Sue, look, you should be notified. Who's looking after you? At the, is it one of our offices or someone else? No, it's someone else. Okay, all right. Well, ring them. I'm and not very happy. Okay. Not very happy well, about it. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Phil's got a big grin on his face. Anyway, Sue, look, ring, your, ring that office that uh, you, you've uh, dealt with, uh, whoever yeah. it is, and just yeah. uh, get in, the latest information. But we are sort of waiting all the time on that sort of information, all right? But so they, yeah, th so. Th they should I know by so. now. No, thanks, Sue. If you've got a question for Phil, Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel or Lisa, Lisa Pagotto from Crooked Compass, now's the opportunity. Give us a ring on 8223 8223-0000. I'm more than happy to put your question to either Phil or Lisa. It's uh, just on 17 minutes to two now. Explore the best of Greece and Italy with Phil Hoffman Travel. Join me, David Wildey, on a trip of a lifetime as we cruise from Rome to Barcelona aboard Holland America Line's newest ship, New Statendom. Over 24 nights, we visit Naples, Santorini, Athens, Monte Negro, Croatia, Monaco and France, including return airfares from Adelaide, Mills and Entertainment, plus exclusive booking bonuses from just $6,099 per person departing October 1. Phil Hoffman Travel, let's see the world together. pht.com.au Looking for a short but sweet getaway? Join me, Lise Forrest, as I host a seven-night cruise aboard the stunning Sea Princess with Phil Hoffman Travel. This unique seven-day cruise departs Adelaide November 9 and visits Hobart, Port Arthur and Burnie before cruising back into Adelaide. That's right, no flying or passport required. Prices start from just $1,299 per person twin share. Visit pht.com.au. Phil Hoffman Travel. Let's see the world together. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington.
OK, uh, we're talking travel. It's uh, nearly 16 minutes to two. The weather for today is the same as it was yesterday and the same as it'll be on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday up until about, uh, around about April. The weather won't change at all. No mention of rain, which is pretty sad. Scott, you're at Salisbury and... Uh, no, you're at Modbury and who better to ask a question about travel, either Phil Hoffman or Lisa Pagotto. Hello, uh, Scott. G'day, guys. Um, Phil, quick question. Uh, we just come back from a trip with you guys to uh, Fiji last week right. on uh, Carnival. I was curious. We got, uh, I think it was Leifu. We couldn't go on to it because the government said no, they wouldn't let the ship dock there, and we're lucky they swapped it to Port Vila. And then we missed Isle of Pines, which apparently was the best one, and that was just turned into an extra sea day. Right. What happens... If, say, I've got a trip for, you know, a month from now or two weeks from now, and I know this is what's going to happen, and we're more than likely not going to be able to go to the islands, can you get out of it in any way? You should be able to, Scott, if they're dropping destinations. But at this stage, I would say by in a month's time, I think you should be pretty, uh, you know, safe. Uh, but I can't give you a 100% guarantee on that. We, we just don't know. I think some of the islands are just playing safe because of... Right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in case, and uh, because they don't have the backup facilities... That we have in Australia here, but uh, yeah, you certainly should be able to inquire about that, uh, Scott. Oh, no, it's all right. We just come back from oh, out right. anyway. I okay. rang you before we went to ask if there was going to be anywhere on the ship, remember, that yeah. I could get and hide. Yeah, and, and, and I was surprised. It was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you ringing me on the, I think it was on the Sunday, wasn't it? You know, and you wonder whether you, you could get, escape from the kids and the other people and that. I and said, the yeah. gym and things yeah, like and that. I said, yeah. they're always good places. <laughs> I, I can always hide, you know, from my lot, you know. And if Phil uh, can hide, anybody yeah. can hide. Uh, I'm, John, I'm glad you, you enjoyed it, Scott. <laughs> John, you're at uh, Largs North. Good afternoon. Welcome. Oh, hello, Phil. Hi, John. With you. Um, yeah, I'm booked uh, with you um, on Holland America in May. Yes. Three days leaving out of Venice up to Iceland and back home through Copenhagen on the oh, 20th of yep, yep. July. What a cruise. What a cruise. Yeah, good one. Just wondering if everything should be okay. Oh, absolutely, uh, John. I've just come back from being on um, Region 7C Splendour last week and I was uh, flew into Rome on the Monday last week and uh, went on for three days to Barcelona just to shake out cruise on the brand new. I just came out of the uh, shipbuilding yards and uh, <laughs> on, honestly no boy. one's told them about the virus over in Europe because there's really? no one wearing masks or anything really? and we had a great time on the ship. So, uh, John, certainly with Europe and all that, I think you, you have not a problem. You just got to be look the, the ships will be extra careful with everything at the moment uh it's just as long as you're not flying via uh, via hong kong uh, john uh, they have put a ban if you're under 14 oh, days in that's... going through hong kong even transiting which uh, really? which is annoying to us but uh, they're just being ultra careful uh, john no, I'm coming through Emirates. Through yeah, you. no. Well, I threw through that with Emirates, and and um, and I came on back on Qatar as well. So no problems at all, John. You'd have no problems with Europe, all right? I, I just saw it with the problem in Italy at the moment, uh, coming into Rome, and that. No, I was in Rome last week, and not a problem at all. So you don't feel there's any. No, no. John, he, he's been here for a quarter of an hour and he hasn't coughed once, all right? <laughs> OK, so all, all is safe. You've got yeah. a question about travel. Gee, this is the opportunity. Give us a ring, A double two three double O double O. Lisa Paco Bagotti. Uh, and I've got some good questions, Lisa. Yeah. She's got Bangladesh, Yeah. Pakistan. Two destinations I haven't been. I've been through Pakistan, but not to stop. Uh, I stopped there on a plane one day, and the tiger got out of the cage down below. We weren't allowed to get off the plane. They couldn't find him for a while. Uh, tell me about Pakistan. 
Pakistan <laughs> and it's open, it's safe, and they tell me about Bangladesh as well. It is, yeah. Pakistan is one where we're really, really starting to see some movement. Over the past really? sort of 18 months, two yeah. years, it's really starting to open up. Yeah. The infrastructure is improving it feels like weekly. Yeah. You know, a year ago there was no such thing as boutique hotels. Okay. Is it similar to India? Because India is the rage at the moment. Uh, right? People oh. love India. Yeah. And yet in India, you know, there's such a massive contradiction of stuff uh, in India in terms of the poverty, the rich, the, you know, the beautiful hotels, the big hotels. But people just love the music, the sound, the colours of, of that, and the f- of food. I mean, I'm an Indian lover in terms of the food. Mm. I'm not a lover of India because, it, you know, it, you go from the, you know, Extreme to the, you know, the poor, and it can throw you a bit. Uh, but my wife, every time we've been there, she wants to bring every child home. Because, you know, thinks you're going to give them a better life. <laughs> this is Ellison. Yeah, Ellison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring them back, Phil. Yeah. Give so them a job. Uh, you know, but but people love it. They come back, and and I've we've sent some people away that I thought they're not going to like it, and they said, "Feel one of the best destinations we've ever done." In so India. tell me about yeah, this is India. So Pakistan is you know similar in a way, is it? And similar Bangladesh. In a way. Yeah. Yeah, and Bangladesh. I would say Bangladesh is closer to India than what Pakistan is in okay. terms of when you're comparing things like uh, poverty and the, the extremes. Pakistan is it's very different because it's been closed for so long. It has a very different sort of vibe to it compared to India, which you, you get everything. You get hustle bustle, you get you know relaxation, nature, that sort of thing. Pakistan, for us, we, we really focus more on the remote regions. We really go up into the Himalayas, up towards that Chinese border. Really? Um, we go to areas that have only just been opened up to travellers, uh, villages that were previously inaccessible because roads just didn't exist. Huh? And for us, it's, it's about that, that wilderness, those Himalayan mountains, these glacial lakes, staying in these beautiful log cabins, doing some gentle hiking, not hardcore, that's not what we're about, but really engaging with these remote communities, these nomadic tribes um, who have just been disconnected from the rest of the world. Wow, wow. Talk about adventure. Yeah. Um, Kerry is down at Hallett Cove. Hello, Kerry. Yes, hello, boys. Hi, I'd Kerry. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. I'm not going anywhere until five months, but I am going from Melbourne to Hong Kong and ending up in Amsterdam to get on a cruise. So it's obviously more than going to be... I'll be locked into that 14 days thing. This is what I want to ask. If I've played for my flight from Melbourne to Hong Kong by points... Can I change that by the error, uh, yeah. by the flight? Yeah, you or can. Not? You can, Kerry. It's a uh, it's a penalty of five thousand points, but it, I think I would be changing it at this stage because if you come under that sort of thing with the fourteen days, it can uh, they, you can be denied boarding. But talk to your your consultant and mm-hmm. uh, and ask them to find uh, sort of change the flight. But it will cost you a five thousand uh, points. We don't have any say on that. It's just the the rule of the airline. But certainly, I would be looking at it at this stage. All right, that's good. Thanks right. for your help. Okay, pleasure, Kerry. Let's go down to Westlakes now, and Tony's called us a little after nine minutes to two. Hello, Tony. Hello, how are you going? Uh, Phil, I just heard what you were saying about Cunard and Singapore. Yes. We've booked on the Majestic uh, to sail out next week. Yep, no, yeah, we've uh, got uh, about 150 going with you, uh, Tony, and yeah, at yeah. this stage there, there is no problems. Uh, we've not been notified by uh, by Princess that it's not doing it, and uh, and I don't see really any major problems in, in Singapore unless the Singapore government does get nervous about something. But at this stage, Tony, it'll be sailing uh, out there on uh, next Tuesday. Um, All right, because and, we've got uh, we've got a 
couple of nights there yeah, afterwards. Yeah, no, I've got a sister that's one of your tour leaders, hosts, and uh, she's been on the phone to me well a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, and so she's been checking as well. But at this stage, all, all go, Tony. And uh, if there was anything that with, with Singapore, we'd certainly be being notified ser- shortly and we'd be notifying everyone else. So, uh, But at this all stage, right. it's all go. And I would fly through Singapore and stop in Singapore tomorrow with no hesitation. Fingers crossed. Yeah, okay, Tony. Yeah, we we have because we've got a big contingent on going with the Majestic, which is the, uh, the well, the latest is the is, is the best princess ship we've got in Australia. It's we're only doing a, a show ago. from down there. Yeah, next Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday. Next so Tuesday. Tuesday. we're going to be down there and on there's Tuesday. And then taking yep, yep. people and then we're on a guided yeah, tour, and talking yeah. the captain and everybody ah. else. So, so as I said, we're very confident that it's uh, all go because as I said we've got a big contingent, and it's an ex Adelaide departure, so it's lovely. The ship's oh, been yeah. down in Australian it's waters and everything else. Fly to Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, I know. And Tony ex. Adelaide has just gone through the roof for us. Is that right? Uh, I can understand that. The two Tassie uh, trips, one that uh, Lee's taking in November the 9th. We've got another one with the Variety Club of South Australia going on November the 30th. Down to Tassie, little ports of call in Tassie, which is just beautiful. When you call back into town, you don't have to catch a connecting flight from Melbourne and Taxi down to Adelaide on the Outer Harbour straight on. Now, tell me. Papua New Guinea. Yes. You said about that being one of the emerging destinations. And one of the questions I want to ask you is, you know, what sort of cultural experiences do they experience on a Papua New Guinea? Because uh, it really has become a very popular destination. Yeah, it has. It has. And it's just become so much more accessible from Australia as well. Um, so for us, with our small group tours that we operate in New Guinea, all of our tours are based around the cultural shows. Uh Every province in New Guinea has a different show, which has a different theme. So we've got everything from the Kanu and Kundu Festival, which takes place in Milne Bay, which is your traditional warriors with their, their traditional drums coming in on their canoes, through to Rabul Mask Festival um, up in Rabul, where there's obviously a lot of World War II history as well. And that is going into some of the small smaller villages, big sort of paper paper bark made masks, lots of dancing, fire walking, that sort of thing, through to the Highland Festivals, which is where you have Goroka and Mount Hagen. That's the big headdresses, think Bird of Paradise feathers, amaz- amazing colours, clothes made out of leaves. Um, they, they paint their skin, they wrap themselves in shells. They Every tribe has a different... Uh, pattern and colours that they use and the, the tribes themselves will talk to you. They want to share their stories about really? why they have these patterns, what the colours mean, what the mythology is behind their tribes. They're so patriotic. And Lisa, and all of these tribes are different. They are. Is that right? Yeah? Yeah. A yeah, real so point of difference and, and they're keen to emphasise that difference. Yeah, they're so patriotic yeah. and they, they just... They're so proud about where they've come from. They just want to share it. Haven't things changed, Phil? Who would have oh, thought Papua New Guinea? I know, I know. I mean, well, I one mean, of my daughters, the doctor, and she did some training up in, in Mount Hagen and, and that because there was a, a doctor up there that was practising who was from Glenelg and they had his family up there. And I thought you were going to say a witch doctor from there. So, no, <laughs> no, no a, real, a real doctor. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but she loved it. She yeah. said, when you get out of Port Moresby, that's the one they don't like, but she said, but her husband was working with Santos, or uh, still working with Santos, but up there and, and uh, they had yeah. a wonderful experience experience. Uh, my wife Alison went up there several, you know, probably five, six times to see the grandchildren. Really? It wasn't a destination that turned me on in terms but only because of Port Moresby. Yeah. But I didn't get to the out, out to see the outer. But people have done it with the cruise uh, stuff we do as well. But uh, Lisa, I've got to say, you know, looking at this, this brochure, Tony, it's a good there's brochure. 26, 28 different uh, tours in it to some of the most 
fantastic destinations. So if I'm going to lift my uh, country counts, I've got to start getting onto these uh, these tours because it's fantastic. And the other lover of this, as you know, is my was my marketing manager down at uh, Glenelg. We're losing her, but she's going to Melbourne. But she loves all these destinations you've yes. been talking about. So if people want to get one of these programs or, or look through uh, what Lisa's been talking about and all the other programs, Crooked Compass, Small Group and Tyler Made Journeys, uh, come into one of the Phil Hoffman travel stores, Tony, and they can um, get a brochure and Lisa um, thank you for uh, being coming over today and talking to us about it because it must be very exciting to uh, have such a program it is, it is, and thank you so much for the opportunity. No, it's a pleasure. Lisa, we'll, nice. I think we'll get Tony up to one of these destinations one day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Namibia fascinates me. I, I want to go. Well, you go and see the, your, your uranium mine or <laughs> yeah. gold, gold mine. You got? Oh, yeah, a big uranium mine. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of Namibia. About a couple of two and a half, three million people, uh, colonised by the Dutch and regarded as one of the most stable countries in all of Africa, uh, but nobody ever goes there. Uh, I might go there. Now, Phil, uh, before we go any further, uh, what's this Qantas companion site oh, all about? Oh, what's, what's... Oh, I had to tell you about that. That hit my desk just before I came up to the radio station. Two people flying together, yeah, right? They've got to yeah. fly together and come back yeah. together. And they've just released these fares uh, till the end of the week. Yeah. But look, Fiji 629. Now, my daughter's getting married in Fiji this year in August. I've just done some of the fares for... Alison and myself and others, and we certainly didn't have a 629 fare when I paid for them. So what, going, is, what is this companion thing all about? 629? Well, per person to, yeah. to travel. Yeah. So, and that's about a three or $400 saving per person on that fare. You've got, uh, look at uh, Los Angeles, 1,029. Santiago in South America... 1099 to go to South America. Really? Yeah, out of Adelaide. London, 1299. Get out. Now, London's always nearly This is return for 1300 bucks. Yep, yep. And New York. Uh, go on. If Leith's listening to us, yeah. 1329. Return to New York. To New York, out of Adelaide. So these yeah. fares are available at the moment through us, but two more, two people travelling together. It's called a companion start uh, sale. starts now, today. But you've got Fiji, you've got Tokyo, you've got Singapore, you've got Phuket, Honolulu, uh, yeah. which I love, just to, just to turn off. Not a, one of those exciting destinations, but I love it. Eight ninety nine. but Los Angeles and, and, you know, South America. I mean, South America, 1099 Tony. It's, it's normally considered, oh, I love to go there, but too expensive. Too expensive. Yeah, but... Okay. Uh, so they've hit our desk day, so that's what I thought I'd just say to you, that uh, we're very excited to be able to have those, and people can make a avail of them now if they, they want to get on it. But as I said, I looked at the Fiji, and I just bought some other fares for Fiji, and they were about $800, $900. And it's available and now. And now, yeah. $629. Just Six. imagine an airline ripping Phil Hoffman <laughs> off him. You have to be pretty bloody gay. So uh, so the little bloke, Alan Joyce, has called it a, what, a companion Com sale. Companion sale. So obviously, and I think what we're going to see in a lot of the market, place at the moment, uh, Tony, is the fact that uh, the market's gone a little bit soft. You know, people have got a little bit nervous about the virus. Yeah, people uh, are really frightened about that. They get a little but, bit scared. And ill-informed too. Can I, yeah, Just ill avoid Hong can, Kong. Uh, can I tell you that, you know, um, when we had SARS back in, I think it was oh, 2003. Yeah, right. uh, Same thing? Same thing. It came and it went as quick as it came. You know, and all of a sudden it was all a Red Rover sort of thing. Uh, I think China's been a naughty boy in hiding it for a long time. I think yeah, it's bigger yeah, than, yeah. you know, that we thought. But certainly on Australia, the conditions of everyone watching everything and the precautions taking. But I think, you know, we're, we're hoping that within, you know, three to four weeks we're going to see it sort of really quieten down. Um, and as it's certainly the Australian controls are very strong. But at the moment, you know, if you're thinking on a cruise and you want to go via Hong Kong, you can't. 
under 14 days. So, uh, but you know, I came back on uh, Saturday night out of uh, into Adelaide, and they just asked me had I had been to China mainland in the last 14 days. I said no, so uh, and there was no problems. But they did have all the facilities set up. If someone had said China, they're all dressed in their green gear and all the precautions taken. So they're taking it very serious, and you know, which is great for us. Uh, and the cruise lines have got to do the same as well. All right. Lisa, lovely to have met you. Welcome to Adelaide. Uh, you're originally from Sydney, but you've actually come, moved down to Adelaide for a little while. And uh, your company is called Crooked Compass. I love the name of the company. Lisa, nice to have met you. You too.